the book of Judges and chapter 16. And I'm going to read down to verse 21. Then went Samson to Gaza and saw there an harlot and went in unto her. And it was told the Gazites, saying, Samson is come hither. And they compassed him in and laid wait for him all night in the gate of the city and were quiet all the night, saying, in the morning, when it is day, we shall kill him. And Samson lay till midnight, and arose at midnight, and took the doors of the gate of the city, and the two posts, and went away with them, bar and all, and put them upon his shoulders, and carried them up to the top of an hill that is before Hebron. And it came to pass afterward that he loved a woman in the valley of Sorek, whose name was Delilah. And the lords of the Philistines came up unto her and said unto her, Entice him, and see wherein his great strength lieth, and by what means we may prevail against him, that we may and by what means we may prevail against him, that we may bind him to afflict him, and we will give thee every one of us eleven hundred pieces of silver. Delilah said to Samson, Tell me, I pray thee, wherein thy great strength lieth, and wherewith thou mightest be bound to afflict thee. And Samson said unto her, If they bind me with seven green withs that were never dried, then shall I be weak and be as another man. Then the lords of the Philistines brought up to her seven green withs, which had not been dried, and she bound him with them. Now there were men lying in wait, abiding with her in the chamber. And she said unto him, The Philistines be upon thee, Samson. And he brake the withs as a thread of tow is broken when it toucheth the fire. So his strength was not known. And Delilah said unto Samson, Behold, thou hast mocked me, and told me lies. Now tell me, I pray thee, wherewith thou mightest be bound. And he said unto her, If they bind me fast with new ropes that never were occupied, then shall I be weak, and be as another man. And Delilah therefore took new ropes, and bound him therewith, and said unto him, The Philistines be upon thee, Samson. And there were liars in wait abiding in the chamber. And he brake them from off his arms like a thread. And Delilah said unto Samson, Hitherto thou hast mocked me and told me lies. Tell me wherewith thou mightest be bound. And he said unto her, If thou weavest the seven locks of my head with the web. And she fastened it with the pin and said unto him, The Philistines be upon thee, Samson. And he awaked out of his sleep and went away with the pin of the beam and with the web. And she said unto him, How canst thou say I love thee, when thine, when thine heart is not with me? Thou hast mocked me these three times, and hast not told me wherein thy great strength lieth. And it came to pass, when she pressed him daily with her words, and urged him so that his soul was vexed unto death, that he told her all his heart, 
and said unto her, There hath not come a razor upon mine head, for I have been a Nazarite unto God from my mother's womb. If I be shaven, then my strength will go from me, and I shall become weak and be like any other man. And when Delilah saw that he had told her all his heart, she sent and called for the lords of the Philistines, saying, Come up this once, for he hath showed me all his heart. Then the lords of the Philistines came up unto her and brought money in their hand. And she made him sleep upon her knees, and she called for a man, and she caused him to shave off the seven locks of his head. And she began to afflict him, and his strength went from him. And she said, The Philistines be upon thee, Samson. And he awoke out of his sleep and said, I will go out as at other times before and shake myself. And he wist not that the Lord was departed from him. But the Philistines took him and put out his eyes and brought him down to Gaza and bound him with fetters of brass and he did grind in the prison house. Amen. May the Lord bless to us this rather sad and solemn portion of God's word. I had, in truth, thought to complete Samson today. I think I told you that I would take the three chapters in uh, three consecutive weeks, but I'm afraid I'm not going to be able to do that because I cannot do justice to this narrative, this story. Uh, uh, if I if I cut it short, so I'm going to spread this chapter over uh, two weeks, if the Lord will. And today uh, we're going to discover uh, two incidents in Samson's life that reveal some of the weaknesses of his character. So that's why I said it was a sad portion, not only because. Samson's strength was discovered, but the circumstances by which his strength was revealed and his capture by his enemies was secured. I think that it perhaps is good for us to pause and just realise that the Bible does not remove the sins and mistakes of the Lord's people in these accounts of Scripture. The, the Bible shows them, as we sometimes say, warts and all. And when we look at Samson on this occasion and we see some of the things that he did and some of the things that he said, it reminds us that men, at best... And women at best, and you and me at best, are sinners whose passions often seem to get the better of our principles. We like to say that we are upright and honourable and even God-fearing, and yet we discover that there are things latent, things that lie in our hearts that betray the kind of people we really are. And Samson's example should not be followed 
except insofar as it points us to the need that we all have for repentance for sin and also the need that we all have for dependence on the Lord Jesus Christ in whom we must trust. Two incidents then that are before us today and the first one is Samson's visit to Gaza where uh, he took the city gates and carried them away and the second one is his relationship with Delilah in which he let down his guard and revealed the true spiritual nature of his strength. And this, as we read, resulted in his capture by the Philistines, their triumphing over him, and the terrible humiliation that he suffered. Now we've read the passage, and I took the time to read a fairly long passage, because the history, I think, is clear and easy to understand, and I don't want to have to repeat it all again. So I want to make just a few points and bring a couple of applications from this passage. As we've said, we see here the sad evidence of sinful passions in Samson's life. Samson was a man who was wonderfully used of God to serve God's cause and to fulfil his purposes, to help and deliver his people. And we might have hoped for better from a man like Samson than his example leaves us here. But the warning is clear. Temptation strikes where opportunity is given. And Samson's presence in Gaza and his entering into this house, the the house of a harlot, gave occasion to his enemies and also gave occasion to his own fleshy lusts. Samson's lusts and his Philistine adversaries trapped him in this house. As Samson lay asleep, the Philistines learned of his presence in this woman's house and they placed men in the streets round about waiting for the morning in order to seize him and slay him. But it seems that he woke in the night Perhaps it was the Lord who woke him and gave him a sense of danger. Perhaps it was his conscience that woke him, thinking to himself, what am I doing here? But he went out into the streets in the darkness and he went out and he discovered that he was trapped in the city, that the gates were locked against him. And so we discover that he took those locked gates, bar and all, and in a great feat of strength lifted them up out of their sockets, placed them upon his shoulder and walked off with them. 
That was a miracle. Those gates would have been very heavy. And I am certain, I am sure, that there were some red faces amongst the city guards the next morning. We might even say that there's almost something amusing about this story when we think of the Philistines trying to capture him and all hiding in the streets round about this house and he is there stealing their city gates. However, before we get too carried away at the humour of the scene, I think that there's something very serious to be thought of here. And actually, I think that probably the joke was on Samson. I think that the Lord was teaching him a lesson in this whole situation. He probably had a wry smile as he was climbing the hill with the city gates on his shoulders, thinking to himself, well, they'll be surprised in the morning when they realise what I've done. He was strong enough to carry off the city gates. But what we really get from this story is that for all his strength in carrying off the city gates, he was too weak to withstand the passions of his own heart. And that's what sin does. It tempts us at our weak point. It creeps up on us when we're not watching. Samson could defeat a thousand armed men with just the jawbone of an ass. He could carry off the gates of a walled city. But he couldn't keep his conscience clean and he couldn't keep his own body pure. I wonder if God giving Samson the power to carry off the gates might not have been a warning to him. His deliverance from death that night was only because the Lord gave him strength to lift up those heavy gates that were barred, closed before him. And without the Lord, he would have been like a trapped bear in a cage. If this was a warning to Samson, he didn't heed it. And soon we again discover him being overcome by his passion and by his lust. He goes and he meets this girl called Delilah. Now, Delilah is not actually said to be a Philistine girl, but I suspect that she was. And from all intents and purposes, it appears that she was known to the Philistines and the lords of the Philistines, as they're called. These were the leaders of the five cities that, that comprised the, the Philistine nation. They were, they were a strong, warlike people, and they, uh, they possessed five coastal cities, and their uh, power and influence extended far beyond those walled armed cities. And there were five leaders, five kings or five lords of those cities. And these leaders, these lords came to Delilah and they bribed her with a lot of money to obtain from Samson, because they knew that he frequented her home, 
to obtain from Samson the secret of his strength and the means of overcoming and capturing him. And we learn that Delilah tried on three occasions to obtain Samson's secret without success. And again, Samson proved to be weak despite all the warning signs that everything wasn't right in that situation. And I wonder, did Samson become too sure of himself? Was he too self-confident? On the fourth attempt, Delilah got Samson to share that his strength was God's gift arising from a vow that he had from his infancy, from his childhood. That his strength was in his long hair and that his hair had never been cut. And Delilah made Samson sleep on her knees and she called a man who was waiting in her chamber to come and to help her who cut off the seven locks of his head so that his strength went from him. A single man with a pair of scissors did to Samson what a thousand armed men couldn't do. And Samson was captured by his Philistine foes who immediately put out his eyes. Some say that they plucked them out. Some say that they put them out with a red a hot sword. What pain he must have felt, what shame he endured, what impotence, what lack of power had this mighty man, this strong man now to endure. And he was put to work in the prison of uh, the uh, Philistines in Gaza. He had to grind corn like an animal and everyone laughed at the spectacle of Israel's champion humbled and broken. Samson's folly brought shame and humiliation not only on himself but on the whole nation of Israel and upon the Lord and it reminds us how Christ's enemies, the Jews and the Romans, hurt and humiliated the Lord when he suffered as well. I want to just make a couple of quick applications here and then we will be done today. Let us remember that Samson was a true believer in the Lord. He was a man of faith. In fact, his faith is particularly mentioned in the book of Hebrews. So he was a true believer in Christ and he was blessed by God. He was called by God. He was equipped by the Lord to fulfill the role of judge in the land of Israel. How blessed we are when the Lord honours us with his calling, calls us to himself, calls us into his family and gives us gifts and abilities to work in his service and to do his will. But let us remember, no matter what gifts and blessings the Lord gives to a man or a woman or a boy or a girl, so long as we are in this world, we will always be subject to the weaknesses of our flesh and the sin 
that besets us. And the sin that seeks opportunity to oppose God and to shame us. With privilege comes responsibility. Many a true believer has been brought to shame, has brought shame on themselves and on others and on the testimony of Christ because they've become too self-assured and self-confident. Somewhere along the line, Samson forgot the Lord. He thought he could handle the situation and he paid the price of his own foolishness and of his own sin. And here's another point. We thought about those gates of Gaza. We thought about the fact that Samson carried them off. And I think that that's an object lesson to us. That the Lord will give his people a way of escape when they are faced with temptation and they are trapped in their own foolishness. There seems to have been no good reason why Samson was in Gaza. Why was he there? Why was he in Gaza? He was a judge in Israel. Why was he in one of these cities of the Philistines? Samson, don't you have work to do? Don't you have better things to do than to hang around an ungodly city, mixing with people who have no love for you and no love for your God? Samson, have you picked the right friends? The Lord gave Samson a way out of Gaza. He gave Samson a miraculous escape in that place of danger. But when Samson found his path heading back to Delilah's house, it was not only Delilah that was tempting Samson, it was Samson who was tempting God. So let us be careful where we go, what we do, with whom we do it. Temptation catches us subtly and stealthily. It creeps up on us when we're not watching. And God often is merciful to his people and gives us gates of Gaza, moments when we are saved from tricky situations, dangerous situations. Let our gates of Gaza be warnings the warnings that God intends them to be. And let us steer clear of Gaza as best we are able. And here's my final point. The weakness of man points us to the strength of the Lord. Paul says, when I am weak, then I am strong. That sounds like a contradiction. We might wonder, Paul, what, what do you mean when I am weak, then I am strong. He means this. He means that our true strength is knowing that we are not of ourselves able to overcome sin and temptation, but that we must rely on the Lord Jesus Christ. 
the only one who ever lived a perfect life and the only one who is able to protect us from evil and save us from our sin, indeed save us from ourselves, is the Lord Jesus Christ. Paul says in another place in, in Philippians chapter 4 verse 13, I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. When I am weak, then I am strong. But I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. Samson leaned on his own ability, which was his physical might. What are we leaning on? The Bible tells us, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways, follow him. He will direct our paths. May the Lord protect us from our sin and cause us to lean on him for deliverance and salvation. Amen.